Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Can you do an impression? Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. Hosted by me, Josh Gersler, a chartered financial planner and owner of The Orchard Practice. And co-hosted by Mark Schoffman, a personal finance journalist and owner of Cavendish Content. We're here to simplify all things personal finance and money related in the hope that you will be able to learn one small thing each episode which helps you improve your life and have some fun whilst you listen to us. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. As you can hear, my voice is not quite back to normal, but getting there. For those of you who are interested in what I've been up to recently, um, we've got some building work going on at our house. It's now about six months into a four-month project. We have some big open spaces where windows are supposed to be, and as we get into autumn, it's getting a bit cold in the house. But the builder assures me we are only about four weeks from the end, so let's see um, what happens. I will keep you updated. And last week was Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. So plenty of sweet foods for all of us because we say that we eat sweet foods and we'll have a sweet new year. So this episode is about remortgages. A client of mine got in touch asking whether he should remortgage early because of what's going on in the world. So uh, we'll chat about that in a minute. So in for a penny listeners, I give you the latest episode. Hi Mark, how are you? Good, thank you Josh. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I, I can't shift this cold though, or man flu or whatever it, whatever it is. There's something going around as they say. Yeah, I'm so glad I got it. So, so yeah, it's not, it's not like it's been one of the busiest weeks or few weeks in um, the financial world. I don't think you've got time to be ill. I don't, well so I've been at work the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it's been interesting, should, hasn't it? It has been interesting. I've seen, you seem to be everywhere. But I look, um, not just in my dreams, but um, <laughs> in the um, personal finance press, I've seen I've seen you commenting on various uh, mortgage stories. I think we're going to obviously come on to yeah. in this episode. But the kind of Gersler and um, Orchard Practice brand has been as vibrant as Amazon, Starbucks, um and other major retailers <laughs> we have been out and about a bit recently we have it's nice to um that people think we know what we're talking about think i actually know this stuff only venue i did read <laughs> um the daily express front page a couple of days ago and they had a story about mortgages and a few paragraphs i mean it had it ended the front page ended with just the word josh and i just looked at it and i said i know it's gonna be him it was so I read, yeah it was you yeah. I didn't know you get the Daily Express. No, I don't. I look at it online. I'm not going to buy it. Oh, fine. Um, I don't yeah. any permissions for the Express. Sorry. I got, I got sent, uh, a friend of mine was his parents who get the Daily Express and he sent me some screenshots on WhatsApp of, uh, I didn't know my ugly mug was going to be in it. I didn't, that wasn't on the live yeah. version. No. I mean, they, they want to, you know, keep their readership. Yeah. So buy the, uh, buy the real one if you want to see my picture. Buy a paper, any paper, um, and before we get into it, okay, uh, I hear you've got a nice uh, little family holiday planned for well, this weekend. This weekend, we're taking our children to Disneyland Paris. 
Lovely. Um, it's a, um, well, you may remember two years ago, we were supposed to go to uh, Disney World. Of course in, I remember. In LA. I think it's called Disneyland, Disney World. One of those. The American one, which is obviously bigger, meant to be better, but the pandemic soon stopped that. Um, two years on, we finally come to a compromise because Disneyland Paris is cheaper, nearer, and um, easier to get to. Yeah, fair enough. So we're going to take them, and we're still at that age where I think they mostly believe in the princesses. Yeah, you'll have um, a great time. Yeah. I can't wait to meet. Who's your favourite Disney character? I can't think who's Disney off the top of my head. The Mickey Mouse is what comes to mind. But I who else is that? a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to think. You should have asked me. I would have looked it up and prepared. Yeah. I mean, um, if you have to look something up, then I don't think it counts as your favourite. No, I mean, I'm not a big Disney. I could give you okay. a favourite, but I'm yeah. not a big Disney. You know, I don't watch it or anything. I've just Googled whilst we're chatting. Disney characters. Favorite. Okay, yeah. And... Uh, it's come up with four on the homepage. Yeah. Um, what's the new Disney film, the one where we don't talk about Bruno? Oh, um, Encanto. Yeah, it's come up with a girl from Encanto. What's her name? There's Isabella, or I can't remember the main character. Name. The main one, not the one you yeah. fancy, the main one. Then it's come up with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It's come up with Doctor Strange. Or Marvel, we'll get on to Marvel in a minute. And yeah. it's come up with, I think it's Ewan McGregor in Star Wars. Oh. But I don't know who that is. I don't ever watch Star Wars. Luke Skywalker? Maybe one Kenobi? I don't know. Uh, Feel free to write in and so, correct So who's your favourite Disney character? Uh, Donald Duck is my favourite because, you know, he's wacky. He doesn't can, care what Can you think. do an impression? <laughs> your, your microphone's got a funny mark. I can't hear your <laughs> Donald Duck impression. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Um, but obviously Disney now owns Marvel as well. So Kim, what about your favourite Marvel superhero? Yeah, I like Marvel. I, no, I watch those. I can tell you about um, Marvel. I, my favourite though. Yeah. I quite like Iron Man. I quite like, um, what's his name? The the actor. Yeah. Not the actor. The actor. For which one? Robert. Is it Robert Downey? The actor. Iron Man is, um, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, he. I quite like him, his character. What about you? I'm a fan of Thor. I think he's... Hunky. Hunky. He models himself on me, obviously. Yeah. That character is based on. Um, yeah, I think Thor or... Um, I like Iron Man as well, but because you've gone for him, I'm going to have to go... Yeah, fair enough. ...the God of Thunder. So, moving on. So, we're going to talk about... Well, we go from Disney to wishing upon a star and for many first-time buyers and homeowners they may well have to wish upon a star now if they ever want to get a mortgage mm. it turns out so uh we try not to date these podcasts too much but it's been a tumultuous week in politics in the economy over the past couple of weeks because we had the chancellor's mini budget where he made a whole load of unfunded um announcements such as raising the uh, reducing the 45p tax rate 40 people just now got back up. And then a few other things that panicked the markets, put um, guilt prices up, which is kind of wholesale prices of bonds, of government bonds, that made them go up due to the uncertainty. And as a result of that, there's warnings of a Bank of England could also increase rates further to tackle inflation. And that in turn has pushed mortgage rates up. Um, and that uh, has worried many people because... 
it could make getting on the property ladder and remortgaging even harder. Yeah. Should we talk about first how mortgages are priced and then we can go into why it's an issue? Go on then. Talk about how, how mortgages are priced. So we've, I think we've spoken about interest rates in the past, and which is basically the cost of borrowing. And the Bank of England's Financial Policy Committee sets a base rate, uh, I think almost every month. Uh, during the pandemic, that went all the way down to 0.1%. But yeah. as inflation has increased and the Bank of England has tried to um, tackle it, it's, the interest rate has shot up and is now 2.25%. Is that right? Yeah, as of today. Good guess. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, lenders will look at that rate when they're setting their own pricing. So um, that means if uh, the base rate goes from 0.1% to 2.25%, Mortgage rates are also going to start going up because banks want to actually reflect the cost of borrowing. Otherwise, they're technically giving you your mortgage too cheap for them and they're not making any money from you because banks aren't charities. But beyond the um, Bank of England base rate, the banks will also look at wholesale markets and the cost of funding when providing loans so that when they're getting that money, they're getting it at a decent rate, which is where the gilt markets over the past week have been quite important. Because as that money gets uh, more expensive, banks get a bit more nervous and their rates also go up as a result. So we've got two things there. Yeah, also, I, was, I was just waking up there, fell asleep for a second. A bit dull, wasn't it? But while all that... <laughs> <laughs> so that, we've had quite low interest rates since well, the last financial crash in 2008. Yeah. That means a lot of people have got onto the property ladder very cheaply. I've paid record low mortgage rates, sometimes below 1%. And a lot of people now getting on a property ladder will face paying around 5%, which is hard if you're a first-time buyer. And it may be even harder if you're a homeowner and you're coming to the end of your mortgage, having been used to paying 1%, and suddenly you're going to be paying 6%. So I, um, over the last couple of weeks, when I've been having meetings with those families that we look after, our clients, for remortgages... <coughs> They have been getting a bit of a shock that their payments are now doubling or tripling to what they had been paying the last two years or five years. Mm. And for a lot of people of our age... What's that? Should we tell people our age? Go on. 28, 21, 40. Yeah, so we'll lie. Um, Around so, four, late 30s, early 40s. Let's go back. Well, neither of us are early 40s. We're both late 30s. So for, <laughs> so people our age, most have been on since they've owned properties it's been this low interest rate environment so it is a bit of a shock for people um also what i've been seeing for some buy to let landlords is that they're just saying that this isn't going to be affordable the rent's not going to cover my mortgages i think i'm just going to sell the property mm-hmm. so there's going to be some interesting stuff for want of a better word happening in the uh, property market over the next coming weeks months and years but today we're just going to talk about the, the mortgage rates aren't we Yes. And um, I had I've quite a lot of calls and emails over the last couple of weeks from clients saying, I'm a bit nervous about rates going up. My deal's fixed for another six months, a year, whatever it may be. Should mm. I remortgage now? Yes. So um, if your rate expires in six months' time, normally we would start looking at mortgages with clients three months before the end of the rate. Mm. But lenders now, most of their offers are valid for six months. So if people are concerned that rates are going to go, continue going up, we are starting to look at them now. 
mm-hmm. get an offer that's valid for six months. So when the current deal ends, they can switch onto it straight away. And the and the good, uh, okay, one of the good things about that is if it turns out in three months or four months that rates have gone down a bit, we could always do it again. So just because you um, get an offer now, you you don't have to complete on it. So until the solicitors do the paperwork on it, you don't have to complete on it. So if a better deal comes out, we'll switch people. Okay. So I had an email from um, one of our listeners who said, could you talk about me and my mortgage on the podcast right. without naming me and my podcast, uh, me and my my specific circumstances. Well, should we give him or him, he or she a fancy name? I, I just thought, actually, because of what you asked before, why don't we call them Mickey and Minnie Mouse? Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Okay. Hopefully that's not their real name. No. So Mickey yeah. and Minnie Mouse yeah. live in Borenwood. I can say where they live. They live in Borenwood. The magical kingdom of Borenwood. Magical kingdom, yeah. And they oh. bought a house in 2000 and... What year did we do this? I'm having a quick look on my computer whilst we chat, Mark. Okay. They bought their house, it looks like, in 2018. Okay. Okay, so, so they moved... Four years. Yeah, so four years ago. Yeah. And at that point, when they bought the house, yeah. the purchase price was £562,500. Okay. And they had a mortgage of £421,875. Very good. So that is, I should have done the maths, but that's maybe 85% loan to value. And the rate was fixed for five years, got a good rate at that point, 1.94%. Well done, the masses. So that's that's fixed until 31st of July, 2023. Okay. And they're paying £1,780 a month. Correct. Okay. Now, I won't tell you what their their, um, jobs are because... It might make it a bit too obvious for people that do live in the area. And, and they are, yeah. So what I thought, I'd just give you an idea of what their salaries were yeah. at that point in time. So I'll just open up the mortgage application for Mr. and Mrs. Mouse. And Mickey, at yeah. that point, was earning £46,000. Very nice. And Minnie was earning £56,000. Nice. Okay, so uh, uh, a reasonable income between them. So mm-hmm. now he, Mickey's got in touch and said, should we remortgage now or wait until the deal ends next year? Okay. So the, um, there's an early repayment charge on this mortgage, which is what you have, one of the important things to think about. And they have an early repayment charge if they want to get out of this deal early of 3% of the amount remaining. Right. Okay. So we're going to work on the assumption that there's £390,000 remaining on this mortgage. Right. So 390000 times 3% is £11,700. That's a hefty early repayment charge. Yeah. So that's the penalty to get out of the mortgage. So what I've done is I've put into my mortgage sourcing system. Mm-hmm. So we have as advisors these fancy software and looked at what are the best deals like as of now whilst we're recording this podcast okay okay so if they want to take out a fixed rate 
because there's all different types of rates as we've spoken about in the past. If they want to take out a fixed rate, the lowest deal right now as we speak is coming up at 2.83%. Fix the three years with the Bank of China. Uh-huh. I'll try well, getting a mortgage with that. That had been two weeks ago. Would it be, Probably the same. And, and knowing the Bank of China, they haven't yeah. updated their information on the sourcing so, system and that might not even be accurate. So, so with a British and mainstream lender. Yeah, so what we'd do as an advisor, if that came up, we'd get in touch with Bank of China and see if it's available. But let's assume it's not. So the next lowest fixed rate that's coming up is 4.09. Okay. With TSB. Heard of them. Yeah. Now that takes their payments to, and that's for 10 years. 10 years, wow. So the next lowest rate is 10-year fix. And they're currently on a five-year. They were on a five-year. Correct. They're four years into their their five-year deal. Okay. Okay. So 4.09% for 10 years takes their payments to £2,381. So that's like £600 more a month. Roughly £600 a month more. Yeah. And that's on top of your increased energy bills, food, yeah. all that. Now, so what they're trying to work out is, is it worth me paying £600 a month? Let's round the numbers just to make it easy. So let's say £7,000 extra a year than I'm paying now, plus the £11,700 early repayment charge. Because I think that in six months' time, when I have to remortgage, that the rates are going to be even higher than they are now. Okay. So we'll take a step back. That's very interesting. I think that the 10-year rate is the cheapest rate because historically, in all the time I've been doing this, which is sort of 10 plus years, a shorter term fix, a two-year fixed rate is the cheapest, then a three-year, then a five-year, then a 10-year. But at the moment, the 10-year fixed rates are cheaper. So what does a two-year fixed rate on your system look like now? Let's see because I don't even see any... uh, any coming up the the next best option is coming up as a five-year fix rate right at 4.19 but this is for 85 percent loan to value no so i've uh, we're now we've assumed that the with the mortgage at 390 the property value gone up to 650 it's good you asked this because i've got to tell you this i've assumed we're now at 60 percent loan to value okay. so this is where the rates are usually cheaper because you have a large deposit yeah, and that's that's four point one nine percent for five years, so two thousand six hundred eighty nine, uh, two thousand six hundred nine. So roughly a hundred pounds a month. Uh, yeah, roughly twenty pounds a month. I don't know where I got hundred from. Roughly twenty pounds a month more expensive to fix for five years rather than ten. Right. And then going on to the question about a two year fix. So I've got to scroll down. It's the first one, here we go. Did I, the lender there, by the way, for the five-year was Danske Bank. Okay. The two-year fix, if actually the next best is a three-year fix, that's with Coventry Building Society at 4.82%. Okay. Works out at £2,500. Okay. And I'm still scrolling to find a two-year. Here we go. It's Halifax at 5.06%, 2586 a month. And it's, it's a... Um, it's a bit of a back-to-front situation at the moment that the shorter fixes are more expensive. And my 
uh, belief is because lenders are expecting in, that rates are going to go up in the short term, mm. but then come down again. So it's quite sneaky, really, because in some ways they're trying to help people have with cheaper mortgages over the longer term. But then they're also thinking, well, you're going to be paying this rate now, but you in about five, between five and 10 years, you could, within that period, even within two or three years, you could actually get a cheaper rate if you'd waited, if you'd got a shorter. I don't, I, don't, I don't think sneaky is the word. So they're pricing it as they see fit. So normally they price the two-year ones cheaper than the 10 years because yeah. they think rates are going to be higher in the over the 10 years than the two years. Mm. All to do with your boring bit before about yields and everything. So I don't think it's anything sneaky. I think they're sticking to how they've always done it. They price it in in accordance with what it costs them to to borrow money. Yeah. But the tricky thing is, do you, so do you go for an expensive two-year fixed rate? And then hope the rates are cheaper when you come up. Correct. And maybe do a 10-year at that point if you wanted to do such a long thing, but at a lower rate. Or do you do a 10-year and you or five-year and you've got the certainty for a long period of time? So if we take Mickey and... Mini, I'd probably be saying to them, I don't need to call him now because he can listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast, yeah. I'd probably be saying, I don't think I'd break your contract early if it's got another 10 months on it. Yeah. I don't think I'd pay the 11,700 and then pay an extra, how much extra did you say a month? 700 pound a month, so seven grand yeah. a year. Because we're hoping that in 12 months time, the longer term rates are going to be lower than they are now because that seems to be how lenders are pricing it. Yeah. So I'd I'd be saying to him not to remortgage now. To wait. Yeah. Now, but everyone's numbers are different, so mm. it might be that someone's got a smaller early repayment charge or a smaller differential in how their monthly payments are going to go. So I think you do need to personalise it to the individual rather than just take a blanket rule. There's there's someone that. Um, um, I was speaking to today on the telephone that we probably are going to pay the early repayment charge and remortgage now. So, uh, but they need this security in knowing what their payments are going to be. So everyone is different. And how do, how do those rates compare to what it would have put it to what it was two weeks ago? Well, the system does. I can't on the one I'm in at the moment sort of backdate it to see what the rates were. But rates are higher now than they were two weeks ago you probably yeah. need to go back about three or four months rates were still great yeah you know, like they've been for the last 10 years or so so it's only the last few months and obviously the last couple of weeks as you've said with the um policies of it seems to be linked to the policies of the the new conservative leaders that have yeah. sort of given a bit of a shock we found that lenders just have been pulling their rates like taking them, making them unavailable. So we, we'll research like I've just done now and yeah. we'll say to Mickey, right, let's have this TSB rate. And we'll do all the work we need to to get the illustration and send it over to Mickey because you have to do that for compliance. Mickey will have a think about it overnight. He'll chat to Minnie over, uh, what's it, what do they eat in Disney? Ice cream. Overpriced ice cream, yeah. Yeah, so they'll chat over. They might even call Donald and Pluto to get some uh, feedback because people sometimes ask their friends. And by the time they come back to us in the morning, yeah. TSB have got rid of the rate. Terrible. Whereas in the past, they'd sort of send you an email to say, we're going to change them in a week. And yeah. you had a bit of notice. So it's a bit of a, uh, a bit mad out there at the moment. Do you think now that there's been 
this U-turn by the government on the 45p tax rate, and there may be more detail on how these other policies will be costed. Do you think lenders could end up just reducing rates again? Are we panicking too much? I don't know is the answer, and it'll be interesting because by the time this podcast is published, we'll, we'll have the no, we'll have the answer to to which yeah. way it's gone. Um, I'm not sure if the 45p tax was the thing that impacted on the mortgages. I think that was just one of many, many things. Um, yeah, but we'll see. What's what? Do you have an opinion on that? Well, I think um, lenders are probably quite like having the higher rates, get a bit more money in. I, I, mean, I guess I have to see how demand's going. And then maybe the Bank of England might step in and ask them to justify their prices for the FCA. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think the, the, the banks are doing anything unethical. I don't think they are like taking the mick with their rates and their prices. I think they're doing in accordance well, with the, what's going on in the market. Well, they're quite quick to do that. But when um, interest rates go up, they're not as quick with their savings rates. I agree completely. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, but I, what I mean is, I don't think they're changing the methodology of how they charge for mortgages. I think that's in line with the, the the future expectations of interest rates. But I agree with you; they they, they do need to pass on um, the increases in interest rates to savers. Yeah. Um, so, because I'm also in this situation, or sort of, because my mortgage expires at the end of next year, um, so we'll probably have this discussion at one point. But a couple of things that are giving me some comfort are that um, my loan is relatively lower than I think a lot of people's. So I'm not so worried. And also I've been making overpayments. So what would you say to people in this position now? Is, is it worth people overpaying their mortgage if they can afford to, to get the amount down so that if they are coming off onto higher rates, it may not be as painful? Yeah, often it is. And and we again, you probably want to do a bespoke calculation for someone because, and we do that anyway, forget when rates are high like they are, like they are now. We've always sort of said, right, well, you are, if you pay off, ten thousand pounds you can get a better rate mm. and then we work out what that saving is so you pay off ten thousand pounds you're going to save seven pounds a month someone probably thinks i'd rather have the 10 grand you're going to pay off 10 grand and save a thousand pounds a month it's a different story so i think you do need to do a calculation for the individual but in principle yes it's worth overpaying to clear some of the debt so you've got a smaller mortgage okay yeah what would you say to first-time buyers now looking for a mortgage? So, hi, I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. Um, what would I? The, the the mechanics of the mortgage market are, are pretty similar to what they were. Like we have to understand their circumstances and do affordability calculations. And we would say this is what your payments will be. I think there'll be less people actually able to afford it as of today. Like whilst with the rates as they are today. What about um, people who have had large loans and who may be worried about negative equity and remortgaging? What, what sort of what do you think the risks are there? Well, the negative equity is if the if house prices come down and the loan yeah. is more than the property. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's probably going to happen to people, either the negative equity or the, just the fact that their payments have gone up and they can't afford it. So yeah. I do think we'll start to see um, people defaulting on their mortgages, which then, which happens sort of at the early stage. And then it's probably sort of 12 months later when you start to see repossessions and things because yeah. the lenders do give you a bit of time. 
which then brings house prices down. So it, it, I, I'm not I'm not being doom and gloom because usually you know I'm quite positive, yeah. but if rates stay where they are now, which is sort of two to three times as high as they have been, it's going to be a lot of people in trouble. I'm that you're usually yeah you're usually very chirpy about things, and you're saying to hear you say this is worrying for me. Well, it is. I think if you just take we won't say what you pay on your mortgage, yeah, but but take someone who pays a thousand pounds on their mortgage a month if it's now going to be two or three thousand pounds that's a big difference yeah. some people won't be able to afford it that's just uh it's just the way it goes and i don't think that's necessarily the government's fault or anyone in particular's fault like people have got used to these low rates what rates are now like those rates i gave you in terms of long t- uh, long-term historical rates, that's, they're not unreasonable. It's just we've been so used to these ridiculously yeah. low rates. But then with, what does that, how does that feed into the other stuff you do? Because someone who's facing a £700 extra mortgage and say, well, I'm going to start investing less or yeah. and take less insurance. Like, yeah, what, people yeah, got less do? disposable income and it gives them less to put away for the future. People do think about cancelling their life insurance or income protection, whatever it may be. And we have to work with people to, hopefully people can continue to keep these policies and invest um, because you just never know what's going to happen in terms of bad surprises. But if they can't afford it, then we have to try and um, find find something that does work for them. Maybe less cover, less money into investments. We're not sort of, uh, as you know, we don't, we're not salesmen here. We're not selling products. It, it's getting people what's right for them. So what would you say to someone coming close to remortgaging who's worried, what, what should their next step be? Um, I think do the exercise that we've just done. So either you'll go to your advisor if you use an advisor, or if you do it yourself, go and look online at, at what's out there. Do some calculations, so compare the early repayment charge to the changes in the payments. You'll um, pay, look at the payment change in payments you're going to have. Um, and it's got to be a personal no one knows what rates are going to do. So you've got to have a personal opinion as to are you comfortable just waiting and seeing what, what will happen, which is what a lot of people will do and have always done. Or if you are really nervous, then you do have to put something in place now. But with the knowledge, you could end up worse off because rates could come back down. It's a tough one. Yeah, it is. And uh, we will, for anyone that calls us, we'll, we'll give them the advice tailored for their specific needs, but there isn't a blanket answer for everyone okay okay well that's it mark have a lovely time in disney world disneyland paris thank you if you see mickey or minnie don't (laughs) mention that i was talking about them because everything's confidential that we discuss of course please remember anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice but if you do need support feel free to contact us on twitter you can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. <laughs> <laughs>